The state of Virginia is known for many things, but is often overlooked for its cuisine, which it boasts as being intertwined with the state's history as well as taste. The state is known for a great many of its local favorite foodstuffs, including oysters, peanuts, blue and soft-shell crabs, trout, apples, barbecue, country ham, and the local favorite Brunswick stew, a hearty meat and vegetable stew which is a staple at events in the state's southern region, often cooked over an open flame in an oversized cast-iron cauldron and stirred with a boat oar. And what could pair more perfectly with a steaming bowl of Brunswick stew than Virginia's other greatest contribution to the culinary world? The ham biscuit. Which is exactly what it sounds like. It's country ham on a biscuit. You're welcome. Food is a central component of Virginia's history. As the old adage from Pusha T, the pride of Virginia's hip-hop community goes, Virginia, where there ain't shit to do but cook. But while Virginia is known for cooking delicious Americana fare, Pusha and his brother Malice made their living cooking and distributing cocaine. Now in 2021, we ask, can Virginia cook up a timeless hip-hop record? We review clips, Lord willing, this week on... The only podcast about hip-hop that puts your nostalgia on trial. We got a drug-filled show today. We're hustling today. We're making a whole ton of money moving cane again and again and again. But before we get into it, let me introduce my co-host. My name is Pat Llewellyn, and we have with us today the one and only suburban dope himself, Mr. Andrew motherfucking Barrow. Yo, it's Andrew here. I'm actually trying to like, you know, move with this podcast because I'm trying to go get a pack. That's how I'm, that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> I'm trying to go move a pack right now. We're trying to move this. <laughs> Hot and seek, you might find a key. And of course, as always, we have with us, it's everybody's favorite curmudgeon, my man. You know him as King Petty because he is the king of the petty motherfuckers. It's Rick Strip Jr. Yes. I'm your pusher. Mm-hmm. We out here today. Damn right. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Well, on today's episode, we are discussing clips, Lord Willen. Oh, clips, yeah. Clips, Lord Willen. Pusha T, Malice, Neptunes. Mm-hmm. Is it a match made in heaven? Let's find out. But before we get into that, Rick, you want to give us some intro? Some background info. Simple, easy intro today. So this album came out August 20th, 2002. Almost 20 years old, which is crazy to me. Yeah, that is. It dropped on uh, Arista Records, but their sub-level Star Trek Entertainment, which was uh, Pharrell and Neptune's personal imprint on Arista. This was actually Clip's second album. Their first one was recorded for Electra Records. It was called Exclusive Audio Footage. And there was one single, a song called The Funeral, which you've probably heard if you know the clips at all, but you didn't hear it when it came out because it only got regional play and it was kind of a dud. And the entire album and the clips got shelved by Elektra. A lot of that album you'll never hear because it doesn't exist anywhere, except for maybe in Elektra's archives. But um, 
that was ditched and Pharrell who had with the Neptunes produced that whole album said you know what I like these dudes I know them from the hometown let's sign them to my shit that's how they got on Star Trek wow that's cool it's entirely Neptunes produced Pharrell and Chad Hugo of course it debuted 122,000 the first week which put it number four on the billboard and number one on the rap charts which is kind of crazy if you think about it because there was really no clips before this album came out which we'll talk about a few times tonight but for them to come out of nowhere and off the strength of one single a couple months before, that high of a sales and ranking is pretty, pretty dope. Yeah. No pun intended. I think, I think a lot of it had to do with Pharrell. Of course. Yeah. Real, well, because well, Pharrell was already making moves. But he wasn't point. huge yet. He was big in the was rap circles. There. He right. was on the way to like making pop right. music too. He was at the peak of the roller coaster. It was about to drop right. for sure. Yeah. And yeah. so the last thing is there's four singles. Of course, it's Grindin' was the first single, which came out May of 2002, so only three months before the album dropped. Grindin'. Still a decent lead-in. When the Last Time dropped about a week before the album, mm. and then after, mm. after the album came out, they released My I Don't Love Her and Goddamn as singles. Wow. Even though Goddamn wasn't released as a single for this album, it was actually released when it got put on a Neptunes compilation later on. Right, wow. right. So okay. technically, there was only three singles from this album. Uh, and then just a quick dang. little thing in case people don't know. The clips are Gene and Terrence Thornton. They are two brothers, Malice being the older brother. And push And they are, from, they are from Virginia. Mm-hmm. And they are sort of local neighborhood childhood friends with Pharrell and the Neptunes. They went to high school together, things like that. They weren't mm-hmm, really right, close right. then, but they knew each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about all that in the uh, Missy Elliott episode. Right, exactly. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's all like Virginia's big, but it's small is what I'm right. learning. And then, you know, so part of the background is even though Missy and Timbo had kind of come out and already made a footprint in hip-hop, Virginia didn't really have any sort of actual stronghold in hip-hop music at this time. Like, even Missy was kind of R&B and kind of weird and kind of pop. So, like, yeah. clips were kind of the first, like, VA hip-hop representatives we really got. Yeah, yeah I, read a, I read an article by some guy. It was on the 15-year anniversary of this album. And it was a guy from Virginia Beach who was talking about how this album finally gave Virginia identity in hip hop. Yes. Right. Because there was never, there was producers, but you needed MCs to make it happen. Exactly. And then the clips gave them two. Fun side fact, because New York City is the birth of all things hip hop forever, and I don't care if anybody wants to argue that against me because they're wrong. The Thornton brothers were actually born in the Bronx. They moved to Virginia at a very young age with their family, but they are from New York, so. Yep. Yeah. Raised in Virginia. That's what that is. So there we go. That's the Lord Willing background. Something in the water that gets in the titty milk out there. Definitely. Turns them into good rappers. Let's do what we always do on Gold Don't Rust before we get into the album track by track. Let's discuss our personal relationships with this record. And today, we'll begin with Rick Strip Jr. Word. Obviously, Grindin' was a huge single for anybody that was into hip-hop at the time. Without talking too much about Grindin', it was enough uniqueness that made me really you know piqued my interest but i had actually heard him one time before that which we'll get to when that song comes i did not hear the funeral i did not hear their previous album but i was not like rushed to the store excited but i was pretty stoked to hear like a new artist especially because like you said earlier neptunes were kind of picking up their game at that point they were popping off right Mm -hmm. and and like i said grinding was so different than things i had heard at the time i did go purchase this online they came out on itunes but I remember, this was the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of college. So I've talked a few times about my homie Steve that I used to listen to a lot of hip-hop music with back in the late 90s, early 2000s. 
I listened to the first track and then listened to nothing else because I wanted to wait to hear it with my boy. So he came and hung out with me that weekend just so we could listen to this in his car and drive around because I was like, off one track, I was like, let's go. And uh, immediately became a Clips fan. So, you know, this is uh, not much nostalgia in the way of like, you know, I was a big Woo fan and then they did this. or These guys were kind of nobodies to me at yeah. that point. But I do remember listening to this and immediately liking it. So. Uh, you know, a few of the songs have stayed in rotation for years, but it was cool to go back and listen to this with the lens of our of our show. Right on, right on. Drew, what's your personal relationship with Clips, Lord Willen? Um, okay, so for me, this album, all I remember is the singles more than anything. I didn't necessarily download it. I didn't buy it. I was, what, 13 years old? But I remember when Grinding came out and all you heard in middle school for the whole year was that beat on the on, on, on the cafeteria tables or yeah. in the bathroom stalls or on the lockers or, you know, just on the wall or just outside, just on the picnic table. It was everywhere. And then I remember Every single one of these videos for the singles. I remember every single one because I was always, I was, I was big into MTV back when MTV was really MTV. These videos for me, they were a big deal. I remember I've never seen a duo like this necessarily. Like, you know, I'm, of course I'm familiar with Run DMC and stuff like that. And I was big into Method Man and Red Man because like I had family in Jersey and New York and I just I just I felt I felt a connection with them but I've never seen something with brothers like this and just off the strength of the videos how raw they all were and how fun they were it was just like these dudes are different and I had to go back to it because I really got into the clips from their second album I'd never really listened to this album like that I just remember the singles I remember grinding I didn't really get to it till like later in life, like maybe 18, 19. And I was, and I always regretted it because I was like, why, why would I not listen to this or download it or something? It's crazy. The brother thing is interesting too. Just real quick side note, not to derail you, Pat, but there's not really many siblings in hip hop that both do hip hop or no. all three or even if it's no, boys. There's like there's a lot of cousins and childhood friends and stepbrothers and half brothers. Yeah. But yeah, not there's this. No, like, siblings. There's, not, there's not a lot of siblings who no. not only both did it, but but worked together exclusively. And it was, you know, as someone with a younger brother who has this weird thing for brothers, yeah. it, just off rip, that was a cool thing for me. That's how I felt about it, too, being an older brother to my, right. my younger brother, who's only three years younger than me. So we've always mm -hmm. been close. But I also thought that they were twins for, like, I did. Initially, a long I did too. time. Yep. I thought yeah. they were yep. twins. Yep. Yep. They sound very similar, too. So they do. Kind of throws you off. And they look alike. <laughs> Big time. Yeah, they do. Okay, well, my personal relationship to this album is this was, uh, this was 2002. For context in my life in 2002, I was right in the middle of um, a real, like, uh, punk rock aggressive emo band. No way. It was right in there <laughs> at that time. That was exactly where that was going on. That's, this is, like, the time that that was, like, peaking, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, so I was always the guy who listened to hip hop in those circles, but I didn't really have any friends who did or people that I would see and hang out with who did. So I didn't get familiar with this until 
college. Thanks to Rick. You listen to it all the time. Yes, sir. And that's where I became familiar with this. And I didn't think I knew that much of this album. But as I listened through it, I've never listened to it all the way through formally like this. But as I listened back through it, I realized that I knew a lot more of these songs than I thought I did. And I knew the whole album. Every song was familiar to me. I remember all of it. So I guess I absorbed it over the years. But I remember always liking this. Word. Uh, ever since I was exposed to this, I've, I've, had a, I've had a good feeling for the clips in general and this album. So, but this was the first time I ever really gave it a whole once over. Yeah, it definitely got some background plays in college, though, if you were hanging out with me, for sure. Yeah, it did. A lot. I, like, the whole album. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those ones, you know, not to spoil conversation, it's one of the ones you can kind of leave on and let it go. Yeah. Yeah. But let's let's see how that starts off, right? Right. There's definitely nothing on it that's offensive. All right. So let's get <laughs> let's get through it track by track. Yeah, yes. let me start. Okay. Give so it this, a go. The intro. intro. So you guys have pointed out, and I have brought up myself a few times as we've gone through a bunch of albums, that I, I'm particular about intros and about sequencing, right? Mm-hmm. And I've brought up how sometimes it bothers me when it's like someone else's voice to start an album or when an intro kind of seems unnecessary, like it because I'm a, I grew up in an era where we didn't listen to songs, we listened to albums. Mm-hmm. Sequencing is important to me, and, and the intro or the first track might be the most important of sequencing, right? Mm-hmm. This is no bullshit, no hyperbole, no Rick exaggeration. In my top five or six best intro songs of an album ever in hip-hop. Hell yeah. yeah. Not, only be, not only because it's an intro to the album, but because they were relatively unknown at the time, this was the intro to the clips. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the fact that the first thing you hear is not just the first note from the beat, but the first thing you hear is Push's voice. And the yep. first thing he says is, play as we ain't the same, I'm into cane and guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you couldn't sum up more what this album is going to be, who Pusha is, and who the clips are. Yeah. And more simply, but more succinct and perfectly, as play as we ain't the same, I'm into cane and guns. Because right off rip, they're telling you, we live this, and that's our priority. Like, we rap too, but, like, just know that we're gangsters and we're, we're coke dealers. Yeah. But it's not forced in a way that seems weird. Yeah. It's just, like, let's rap. Let's go. And it's just, I love this intro a lot. What I always loved about this intro is this, for me, I mean, it's such a great picture and just introduction and just uh, basically like what what is Virginia what, what, what are they about this yeah. is it it's just this is, is, is raw it's gritty but somehow in, in, in the south like by the beach who knows what's going on there the south we don't know these dudes are just having fun like this sounds like they're just on the block like spit something yo 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 Dude. push spit something spit something like that's what this sounds like yeah, and my note about this beat is that the beat feels like you're driving slowly through the hood in daytime. Yeah. Like, this feels like <laughs> someone's driving with a convertible, like like Chevy or Cadillac or something, right? Yeah. And they're just slowly driving through, and you're hearing that boom, 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 boom. Like, it's just, this just sounds like, this sounds like, let us show you around. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, and I love, that, I love that they even called this intro, right? The yeah, fact right, that they right. even called this intro is dope to me because... This isn't an intro. This is a song, but they're basically saying this is the introduction right. to what's about to happen. And right. to them. 
Yeah, this is the introduction to yeah, them. It's the introduction to who they are. It's the introduction to what's about to happen. It's the introduction to what they do. I really right. love the way this comes in. I love the way this bounces. This beat is absolutely incredible. Yes. Coming in off top, this just is instantaneously engaging. Oh, yeah, you're in. Yeah, you know right off top what you're in for. Yeah. And, the, you know... The wordplay is crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I didn't... My, my favorite thing about them as rappers on this, besides the fact that they can very clearly and very immediately both actually spit, right. is that yeah. you immediately get this vibe that they give off both across this whole album and, and really across the whole Clips catalog and still in Pusha's career, where they're very obviously these rough-around-the-edges dudes who have done some shit they don't really want to talk about, but they'll tell you if you ask, mm-hmm. and have also done some shit that they're not so happy to talk about either, mm-hmm. but they make that likable. In a way that's crazy. Yeah, like especially Push, like right off rip immediately, his ignorant fool views ignorant too. Like everything he says is like, yeah, you niggas wonder where my grace is from. Yeah, I should be nervous <laughs> hanging around with you, but you seem so cool that I'm gonna hang out around with you right. anyway. I speak that's with a really corrupted fun vibe. tongue. Like, yeah, nigga, what? Like this dude is <laughs> it? But it sounds like he's just. He's chilling, like he's smiling when he said that line. Like, yo, I speak with corrupted tongue. Like, I'm just letting you know. I'm actually just, glad you brought up different. that specific bar, though, because <laughs> that's one of the notes I took was about how, like, you got to think these dudes are from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Now, and of mm-hmm. course, where they're from in Virginia is, is a lot different than what I'm about to say, but this is part of the Bible Belt. Right. So there's a lot of, a lot of very conservative, racist, sexist, oh God, yeah. white Virginia people. Beach? Yeah. And that line is actually a Bible reference. Like, I speak with corrupted tongue. Mm-hmm. That's a Bible verse. Corrupted tongue is a Bible verse. So, like, they're showing you both where they're from and also their... How they grew up. Yeah, and they're not really appealing to the Bible Belt crowd, but they're just telling you, like, we also are this. Yeah. We was in church. They're saying, like, we watched TV, but we watched Miami Vice and we watched Coke. Right. We were living with Grandma, but Grandma had Coke. Right. And, right. And, like, they're kind of giving you these little tidbits and hints right off rip of who they are and where they're from. And it's just a perfect introduction for an album and for a group, like saying, here yeah, we are. This is definitely. just incredible. And the beat on this one is really, um, it's unassuming. So th- there's a lot of great production notes to make about this album all over the place. But I think right away with the first two songs, and we can kind of transition this into the next one, with the first two songs, the beginning's a lyrical onslaught song so the beat and everything about it is more in the background and the vocals take the lead, right? So the Neptunes right. produced a perfect beat right. for the vocal introduction to it. And then the next song, Young Boy, comes on. And right away, Pharrell's also letting you know, and the fucking Neptunes are here. Yeah. Right. Right away. Yep. And it's a crazy chemistry how not only do they work so good together, but it, they seem to, at every moment, know who should be shining where. Yes. Which is kind of like the point. So track two, Young Boy, right? Yeah. It's a very beat-driven song. Oh, my God. And this is, no lie, this beat-hook combo is top five for me, all-time hip-hop, I think. I love this beat, and I love Pharrell on this hook more than I can tell yeah. you. This hook, this hook gets me the fuck going. This is, is so good. I love this song as a concept. Mm-hmm. Both independent. So Young Boy, it's about literally like what they grew up on and how they got where they're at. It's like another introduction song. But but it's kind of it's it's background almost playfully even though the content isn't playful. Right. But like Malice's verse is about how 
literally they live with their grandma in VA who sold coke. Yeah. So Malice is telling you like, oh, you want to know how I got into this? Because grandma was doing it while I was eating lunch and watching fucking TV. Playing right. hide and seek, you might find a key. And then Push's verse is about like watching violent cartoons, which is almost, it, he's clearly joking and being playful. But it's funny that they're, because the, the tone of the first song to me is, is kind of menacing. Not in a bad way. Not negative, but it's menacing, right? It's dark. It's, like I said, maybe these are dudes you wouldn't want to be around, even though they seem cool. Right. This, song's, this song is fun. Yeah, this song's it a is. lot of this fun. This song is like, like, oh, I watched cartoons, but that's, I learned about guns from Yosemite Sam. Like, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a tongue-in-cheek comfort to this that is kind of the other side of them being hard. Like, they're saying, like, yo, I'll kill you, and I actually sold a lot of cocaine. But also, like, I got it from Grandma and Yosemite Sam, so let's just have a little fun with it. And it's kind right. of cool. They they like switch the tone so quickly. I think what I what I love about this song, I mean, aside from just this is this song is clearly like yes, the Neptunes are here too. We are here. Uh what I love about it is this was the first time you actually hear Pharrell really singing on hooks. Yes. And that yeah. is now that's now like in his contract. Like if mm-hmm. Pharrell produces a song for you, He's singing the guy. He hook. sings the hook. Yeah. Or he or he gets a verse. It doesn't matter. One of the two. I'm if I'm doing the song, I'm on the song. That's that is what it is. But yeah. this was the first time he actually like did that because this is this is their group. This is their label. This is the first time you really see him like get loose. And I was like, oh, I could do what I want. I got my own shit now. I really want to ask Pharrell or one of the clips about the lyrics to the hook because I think Genius has it wrong personally. They do. So when he says. Uh, motherfucker hit your kid, you got to hit him back. I think the next line is, so when I hit him, I'm going to blame him. Yeah, so when I hit him, you can blame him. That's yeah, what it he's sounds saying like, like to me. Like I, mm-hmm. he, he was saying as a kid, because I got told this from my dad. My dad told me very young, if someone hits you first, I will not be mad at you ever if you hit him back. And that's kind of what this hook is. It's like, I was told I could hit someone back, so I just hit him first and say he hit me first. And it's right. more playfulness. Yeah. But there's weird, the lyrics online are not, they can't be correct. Yeah. It doesn't fit the tone. So when to I me. hit him, it go blam. Uh, I don't think that's yeah. it. Yeah. No, no way. But yeah, just a great song. It is. It's a good one. I really love this song. I really love everything about it. I love the verses as well. Pusha T and Malice are both insane on this. And it's just another great introduction to the boys, right? The Clips boys. Mm-hmm. The Coke yes. boys here. It's also more, they're very good at like giving you visual of what they're seeing. Yes. Right. Like I said, the first song to me feels like I'm driving around and I can see what they're talking about. The, the car that they're probably driving in, Pusha mentions here, the, the Chrysler Fifth Avenue, because the Chrysler Fifth Avenue is like the one you see in all the videos and movies that had hydraulics and the yep. rims and all the crazy stuff. So it's more just like, you know, the New Jordans and they're just painting the picture of their context. Right. I like it. It's, 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 it's a great, they, they do a great job at doing that because also you can, see, you can see them sitting on the couch as young kids watching TV, peeking around the corner, seeing right. grandma, yeah, pack yeah, up yeah. shit, sell shit out the window. You could see it. You could see it. And there's a serious, like, deep conversation you could have there, too. Like, you know, they clearly didn't really know all the way what it was. But no. being exposed to that shit young desensitizes you for sure. Yeah, you think it's normal and you think it's how you're supposed to make money. Oh, everyone's grandma isn't bringing in weight from the Bahamas? Right. (laughs) I thought that's what what grandmas did. Yeah, I thought that's what grandma does. (laughs) That's what grandma does. I don't think my Nana was moving rocks, but you never know. I don't know. See, that's the thing. Like, like, I I don't know. Like, my grandmother 
lived in East Orange and she's Guyanese. Maybe she did. I don't right. know though. You know what I'm saying? She had a big dog in the backyard, you know, chained to the chained to a tree. <laughs> right. His name was like, you know what I'm saying? His name is what was his name? Um, Thunder. I, I, uh, Brutus. No, I think his name is like Rico or something like that. But it's a big <laughs> oh. ass, big ass oh. boxer. Like Yo, I'm talking like, definitely had like, like like yeah. like 130 pounds in the back. Like what? Like what the fuck? Go, oh, go, you know, go play with the dog. Go play with the dog. Nigga, what? My one grandma was a geologist, so maybe she was actually into rocks. Maybe it was a cover. I don't know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't know, bro. <laughs> maybe that was it. My grandma was a German woman from Maywood, New Jersey. She <laughs> maybe she was distributing yay. She flew in from from Dachshurst. That's from yeah. like I don't I don't know. Mine cocaine. You know because, like, I mean, you think about it, 2 chains. I mean, his grandmother and his mama were selling drugs. So, right. of course, right. he thought that shit was normal. Like, yep. my mama sells drugs and my grandmother sells drugs. I'm arguing with my mom and she took my money. She talking about, I got my own money. What the fuck you talking about? But, like, they're arguing yeah. about their money because they're both doing the same thing. I don't know. Maybe that's what grandmas well, do. you know, at, at this point, if you're a grandmother from Virginia, it's kind of what you have to do because in, in Virginia, there ain't shit to do but cook. Yeah, nothing. Pack it up, it up, sell it triple, sell it triple price. price. Fuck, fuck the, the books. books. Where we re up, relocate. <laughs> relocate, we, we off the jooks. So when you pull up, it ain't, ain't shit, shit to, to do, do but, but look. look. God Track damn. three. Track three. What Virginia. a hook, bro. So, what a hook. You know, I said how like the first beat to me feels like like driving through Virginia during the daytime. Sure. Mm-hmm. This feels like later that night driving through Virginia in right. the same car through the same neighborhood, but now it's dark out. That's what yeah. this beat feels like to me. It's like it's almost haunting. Yeah. It's uh it's not my favorite beat on the record. No, but I like it though. It's also not my favorite production. I don't like all the whispering. I don't like whispering in songs. <laughs> <laughs> see, but if there's see, but whispering, like I'm shit. pretty much out. Yeah. Nah, but to go along with what I was saying, like if this is the nighttime, it's the but yeah, it's nighttime. You got you got to whisper. whisper. You don't know what who's around the corner. You don't, you don't know. Either. You don't know what's going on out there. You know what I'm saying? They let they let you know Virginia. It, you know, ain't shit to do out here but cook. So of There's course some, niggas uh, is out here strapped and ready to kill. So you gotta you gotta talk light. There's a lot of music we we. I mean, any music we review here is gonna be shit that I've nerded about the lyrics too because that's what I do, right? Right. I, I I try and figure out what they're saying on every moment. I Google shit. But like still in this era, I wasn't doing this too much in 2002. You know, I wasn't like looking up what they're talking about. There was no genius. There was no interviews with them talking about what they're saying. Right. So sometimes like listening back to shit is fun because specifically at the end of Push's first verse here. Yeah. He says, I miss you shampoo. We miss you shampoo and your grams Grams too. So in 2002, I assume that was like their homie shampoo and his grandma who died tragically. Right. Yeah. He's literally saying grams. Yeah. Like grams of drugs. Oh, grams of okay. drugs. Shampoo. Grams. Who was selling drugs. He was their homie who was like their original manager uh-huh. who was murdered over a cocaine incident because he was a drug dealer. So he's literally saying, like, I, oh. I tried to get deep on it as, you know, 19 years ago. I was like, oh, he's talking about his grandma. I wonder who his grandma is. No, he's literally <laughs> saying, we miss, miss you. Cocaine. I'm sorry you died, but I missed your drugs. Yeah, I missed your I drugs, miss your drugs buddy. And yeah. your grams, too. I mean, the line before that, you know, he's talking about, we smirked at the Simpson trial. Yeah, I guess the chase was wild, but what the fuss about? So, yeah. of course, it's like, yeah, I miss, I, miss, I miss you, but I also miss your drugs. Like, these <laughs> niggas is wild, bro. They don't give a fuck. They laughing at the Simpson trial. That line is a fun lens into 
a neighborhood and a way of mind that I didn't experience at that point in my life, right? Like everyone I knew was very divided about the OJ case mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. intense ways. You either were happy he was not guilty or sad he was not guilty and you wanted to talk about it. Right. And he's saying like we didn't give a fuck. We, didn't we care, had yeah, so yeah. much we had so much worse shit going on in our neighborhood. We right. don't care about OJ. Niggas don't even care about none of that shit. I guess I guess the chase was wild, but like what the fuss about? Like that's regular yeah. shit around here, bro. Yep. They did that, that. That shit. That shit, shit happened. Okay. That shit happened last week. Nobody. No, who cares, bro? So what? This is also. This is my favorite malice. Is you verse getting in the money or not? Oh yeah, <laughs> this malice's verse is great here. The, the yes, end of is. malice's verse is fantastic. So yeah, there's. First of all, he mentions Khalees in a hilarious way. Don't ask me about the Neptunes and what's they fare. Uh huh. Obviously, don't ask me means. about the about yeah, the loud, the, the loud, loud screaming chick with the hair. Literally, because at at the time, the only people signed to Star Trek. That was a Neptune's label where uh-huh. Khalees and Eclipse. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So literally it, he's saying the loud screaming chick with the hair is just yeah. him saying like, that's Khalees. I hate, yeah, yeah that's Khalees. But then there's, there's two lines after this that are not only part of this amazing verse, but are probably my two favorite Malice lines ever. One of them is simple. He says, I try being humble. Humble gets no respect. Yep. Yes. I love that because that's a very big that's insight real. to the, how cocky these dudes are too. Yep. And then there's the, the next one. He says, what I look like spending my nights in jail. I can never be a thug. They don't dress this well. Right. It's that was like, kind on, of related to like Big and Jay-Z and the other yes. guys who were talking about Coke. We're talking about wearing like expensive shit, right? So this was kind of them saying they relate to that, but almost in a way of making fun of that. Yes. And I just always love that line. Like, I can, how am I a thug? Look at me, motherfucker. My clothes are expensive as shit. Right. And I just love that brag. It's hard, bro. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, this song's hard. This hard, song's hard as fuck. And I'll it's go into the next crazy. track, which is an even harder as fucker song. <laughs> I'm your pusher. Grinding. Grinding. I could do an entire episode about just this song. Me too. I fucking love this song. It's this song, this this song for me was. This was the first hip hop song single that I think I heard that I really could say, like, I, I love this shit. Like, I still love this fucking song. This is song, still one of the most yeah. unique beats. Not ever. only one of the most unique beats ever, but it's definitely the most unique. It's, it's the most unique radio single from hip hop ever. Ever. Most definitely. It's so fresh still. Still. It still it's feels so brand simple. new. How? It's so hard. Yeah. It still feels brand new. You still won't hear anything like this. Like, right. I can specifically recall the first time I heard this. I'm sure it was playing on the radio, but I wasn't listening to the radio at that point. But it was like I was just about to move out of college a couple of days later because it was the end of May. And my buddy had this like mix CD that his friend had made that was mostly burned from from playing Hot 97 shit and recording it on his computer. Mm-hmm. That's how we like heard new music. And the f- like we're just, you know, I'm about to move out in a couple of days. So we're playing beer pong. We're drinking. There's girls. We're all partying. Not really paying attention to what's on the radio. As soon as this beat came on, I stopped what I was doing and just kind of yeah. like stared at the speaker. And like people were trying to talk to me, and I was like, "No, leave no, me the fuck I'm alone." Because right. I was literally like, "What is this?" It's in a so good way? stupid, bro. It's still crazy. Like I said, when I like when I say all you heard in middle school was this beat. That was all you heard for the year, not for like a few months. For the year, bro. For the Plus, year, this shit is crazy. So another thing is, as a hip-hop nerd, and I caught this the first time I listened to this song, the very first time, which made me excited about the clips in a big way. Push's first line is, from ghetto, ghetto to ghetto, to ghetto backyard, backyard to yard. That's a Rock Him reference, yo. Yeah. 
In yeah. my melody, Rakim says, I rock party to party, backyard to yard. So like Pusha T is a Rakim stand. Right, but like, you know, as someone who's a hip hop nerd and occasionally been called a hip hop snob, I get like a little bit like weirdly annoyed when I feel like dudes don't know the history or do the knowledge, right? Yeah. So now I'm hearing these dudes I've never really heard before. They're from Virginia, so who knows what they heard as kids because regional shit was big back then. There wasn't internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and the first like commercial example I hear of these dudes, Push's first bars are referencing Rakim, but also yep. flipping it his own way. Yep. I was sold so quickly. It's the moment it's I heard stupid. that I was like, yo, this dude likes Rakim and now he's talking about pumping bass. Let's right. go. All of this. I sell it, it whipped, unwhipped. Yeah. It's soft or hard. I'm yeah. the neighborhood pusher. Call me subwoofer. Cause I pump bass like that, Jack. Like, come There's on. There's fun slang when he says stupid. duck the fetty govs. Yeah. No one before him or after him ever called the federal government fetty govs. Fetty govs. But who cares? Cause it sounds so slick there. Because uh-huh. it rhymes with heavy cuz. The beat breakdown that has Pharrell doing like the yeah, well, that. that's actually oh. that's like sounds like water droplets. It is right. some kind of like synth effect. It's right. It's so fucking cool and perfect though. And I love this hook. Oh, I yeah. love it. The hook is just grinding, grinding. And then there's the little bridge, oh. right? You yeah, know what? The I bridge is the best part. Yeah. yeah, niggas better stay in line with when you see a nigga like me shining, like so grinding. fucking cool. Effortlessly cool. Um, fun, fun side note about this song and beat. So obviously at this point, Neptunes were kind of being big. Um, yeah, they were. And a- apparently Pharrell had this thing he used to do where like he would kind of make beats with certain dudes in mind. Like he would make a beat and say, you know what? I'm going to give this to Mystical. I'm going to give this to Nelly. I'm going to give this to Jay-Z. Right. So he made this beat with Jay-Z in mind. But when he made it... Hmm. As he was making it, he was like, you know what? This kind of sounds like clips. So he called up, I don't remember if it was Push or it was Malice, but he called up one of the dudes and was like, look, I'm going to play this beat. If you're not here within the next hour to record to it, I'm playing it for Jay. And they showed up <laughs> 20 minutes later and were like, let's go. Let's go and right Jay now. Never, Jay never got a chance to even hear this until they made a song out of it. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. And I almost feel like Jay would have turned it down. Yeah, he probably would have. Because I don't would've. know that this was really like the lane Jay was going for in 2002. No, like Jay doesn't necessarily have this much um, production imagination. But no, he, 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 you know he kind of does, with the Neptunes, but though. not. But he, but I mean, he fucks with them. But right. Jay, Jay looks for more bounce. And you got to figure this is yeah. right after Blueprint, he, so yeah, it was more of a saying? soul sample. And yeah. this is a little more experimental, right? right. So, and when I say Jay's, Jay's not that, you know, production experimental. He doesn't. He doesn't really do that. All Jay kind of falls in that like classic epic hip hop right. uh, yeah. category. That very, but I do like, love triumphant sounding or just like bouncy, swaggy, laid back kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. that's Jay's lane. Right. This is like this is some new shit. Even today, this is some new shit. Yeah, I love that story from like the the point of view of Pharrell and the Neptunes because it's like for two reasons. First of all, they they gave their homies, their little homies, a chance, right? Like, he was making this beat for Jay, and even if Jay said yes or no, this Jay was the biggest artist in the fucking, yeah. in all of hip-hop at the time. Yeah. Yes. were nobody. But he called them and said, look, I want to give this to you. But then he also yeah. said, let's see how hard you want to work, motherfuckers. Get here within the hour. Yeah. And, yeah. They, were, and they were like, yep. All right, let's go. Soon. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's like Malice said on that song, which is still one of my favorite bars ever in history. 
My my grind's about family, never been about fame. Yes, sir. Days I wasn't yep. able, there was always Cain. Another, Which is another, a dope another, line another, because it's the brothers. Bible reference. And it's the brothers, too. Like, they're yeah. Cain yep. and Abel. Cain and, Cain and Abel. Cocaine. Oh, yes. my God. It's stupid. Like, yeah. come, so many layers to diss that. Like, come we've, on, bro. This, we've come talked on. a few times over the last come episodes on. about, like, things that I think are on the list of, like, top 25 hip-hop singles of all time, right? This. We talked about um, All About the Benjamins. And we talked about uh, Crossroads that I think are both up there. Yeah, this yes. is absolutely also on that list. Yes, it's, it's, oh, it's, God, it's yeah. above. Yeah. It's above both of those two. God, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely there. above Crossroads. Big time. I'm not gonna well, go down. Yeah. The, I'm not gonna above. go down the other route. But all right, all right. Well, then we'll leave it at that. Cot right, well, damn is the next. Yeah, let's one. keep it moving. Cot damn the next song. Yeah, yeah. All right, right away. I have two things I need to say here. Can we get Roscoe P. Cold changes out of here? I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up. Because Can we get him out of here? So do you know who Roscoe is? I don't care who Roscoe is. Can we just get him out of here? So you know we talked about there's not many like brothers in hip-hop. Yeah, right. Do you guys know who Roscoe's brother is? No. no. Who? His brother is corrupt. Makes sense. They look alike. Yeah, okay. They are yeah. half-brothers. Two ugly right. niggas. Makes like, sense. Like live together a little bit as kids. <laughs> so, but just I remember ugly. They're both look like, look like sli- they look Yo, They look like lizards, bro. I remember at the time loving Roscoe. Because he didn't sound like anybody else. Yes. But reason for listening that. back now, I'm like, what oh. the fuck beat did he write this to? Because it's not this one. <laughs> it's not this one. It's not this one okay. at all, Rick. You know what's funny, Rick, is I said the same thing to myself. When I was 14 years old, 15 years old, I fucking loved this song. I loved when Roscoe P. Cold Chain yeah. came on. I loved it. Listening now, 33 years old, I'm like, yo, Roscoe, get him out of f- here. Are you yeah, are you the original blue like, face nigga? What the fuck are you yeah, doing? Not to be you too are much of a nerd beat, about it, Nick. Like, what are you doing? So there is some dudes who have made offbeat their on beat, right? Like you just brought up Blueface. I don't know who that is, but I'm sure you're right. Yes. And like, I don't know if you guys know Percy P. Yes. He's an old school dude who rapped fast, but he yes. always rapped off the pocket of the beat. Right. But he always. made that make sense. And there's some guys who can do that, who kind of Royce some Royce sometimes places rhyme structures not in the pocket of the beat. You know who always did that and it always worked and I don't care what anybody says? MC who? Paul Barman. I don't even know who the fuck that is. I don't is. even know who that you know who is. Who MC Paul Barman is? No. He sounds he sounds white. It sounds you like some, who that MC sounds like Paul a white Barman man. Is. I swear to God, you know who that is. Prince Paul used to produce for him all the time. Oh yeah, he did a song with Doom. Yeah, he did a oh, yeah. couple okay. songs with Doom. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so but my point is But I'm like, saying Roscoe sounds like um the black version of MC Paul Barman with a not as good a vocabulary. But it feels uh, like he, he wrote <laughs> to a different beat and then yeah. they used a different beat than he was going to use it on too. Like it feels like it's twice removed from any sort of rhythm. Yeah, man. Right. This is like, yo. I like his voice. Yes. It's always um, stood out. And it is cool sometimes on this album, like a couple of the features as we go on, because especially at this point on this album, the two clips kind of sounded pretty similar. They did. Like, they sound yeah, like they, they sound as one. Really listening, you might not know. You which couldn't verse tell. Is you can't there tell. Was, there were some times right? where I was like, "Oh, that was a good push verse." Wait, that's malice. Right. Like that happened to me a couple times they, on this album. They definitely right. move as one. So sometimes having that extra voice is good, which is why Pharrell's like like falsetto is kind of dope sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, fun thing about this song, like I was talking about the Bible Belt before. This song was originally called "God Damn." Yes. And it was yeah. very simple. The label said. We're in nope. Virginia. We can't uh-huh. have a song called Goddamn. So they just changed it and went and re-recorded the Cot Damn. Cot Damn. But yep. then also, so a, this a good, song as a single wasn't Cot Damn. It was Hot Damn. 
Right. And it was renamed and re-released on the Neptune's Clones Volume 1 co- compilation they did. Oh, yeah, I remember same that Same exact song. I think there was, like, maybe one scratched sample that was different. Same verses, same beat, except it said Hot Damn. So this is what I said, like, you know, this was a single, but it wasn't really a single from this album because it was released, like, a year and a half later. Wow. There's a really good production note I want to make on this song, and that's... um. The chorus is good, and in the beginning, it feels really good, and it's kind of long. The note I'm making here is I feel like Pharrell knew as they were doing this that if I keep doing this full hook, it's going to get boring. So let me just cut it in half. Yeah. So every time the hook comes up, he's not doing the full hook. So because every time I felt like this is a little too much, this is a little too long, like, oh, this hook is here again. Oh, wait, it's short. Now I'm just moving to the next verse. So it keeps it moving really well. It's just well-produced. And that right. gives me uh, the same kind of vibe as the intro does, where, like, the first second of the album, they're already rapping. It almost feels like yeah. he was going to do the whole hook, and they were like, shut up, I'm going to rap again. And yeah. I love that energy of, like, let's just fucking, let's go. I don't like either of the features. So I was kind of into Ab Liva at the time, and I still kind of like him like now. It. I don't like him. I, mean, uh, yeah, I, I see why he didn't do his own shit, really, but no. especially compared to Roscoe. He sounds... I think Ab has my favorite verse on this besides Roscoe. I mean, besides Push. Well, I think this verse is better than Malice. Yeah, this is, this is, how, this is how I've always felt about Ab, and it, it, it always makes sense now, too. Ab was the one nigga in the crew that they were like, yo, Ab, like, you know, you can rap, and Ab was like, nigga, no, I get money on a right. block and they were like but ab like you fresh you know you this he's like right because i get money nigga like because i get money i don't want to rap and you then know they were ab like, no, always rap. remind me of yo who? both in rapping style and in that exactly what you just said he who? always reminded me of the beanie seagull of this group. yes that's exactly what i was like gonna say he kind yeah. of sounds because that like is beans. him yeah. yes that is and he him. raps like beans too beanie is nice though ab but, but it's the same style of like Pop you, homie. We cocked the homie. We stopped the homies. Like, yes, used to do that all the time, too. Yes, but also in, but also in the same regard, it's you know, Beanie again was that was was that nigga that they're like, yo, Beans, you should rap, and and Beans probably punch you in the face because right. like the right. fuck are you talking about? I rob like, niggas Ab and was, I get money. What are you talking Ab was about? Definitely, right. Ab was the dude in their crew who like rapped when they did ciphers but like yes. also just wanted to hustle and when it came yes. down to make an album they were like dude you can rap you should do a verse and he's like i don't want to but i don't like, want you, to but fuck it all right if you tell you me niggas, when and if, if i'm on the corner i'll come i mean verse. shit like like what what like what what are you gonna pay me you gonna pay me in a brick because i i got i don't i don't need the bread <laughs> i go flip i go flip the all brick right, you know right. what i'm saying let's move on to the next song all right the next song was another single what's the next song my, oh my, i don't love my, her i don't love her I love this. I love this song. Always liked it. Super radio The beat's a fucking classic. The beat could have anything on it, and the song would be good. The beat is absolutely fucking perfect. It is. It's a super radio song. The other note I need to make about this, a production note again, and I think this is all Pharrell. Like, Pharrell's such an incredible producer. The production note I have to make here that's fantastic is you never hear this, but the hook is sung and rapped at the same time, Yep. and it sounds so fucking It sounds good. Yeah, it sounds great. Fate I love this verse. For this song. I think it's a cool song because it's like, it almost feels like they, they, not that they were making fun of the girl radio song, right? But they wanted to show they could do it, but in their own way. Yes. This is like the, mm-hmm. this is like the chick club song. Yes. But it's also kind of saying like, yo, uh, I'm still doing my shit and I'm doing my dirt. And if you're going to be mad about it now, fuck off. 
Right. And it's almost like aggressive in its in its softness. Which yes, is very it's it's playful. very clips. Yeah. It definitely but is. But it's not necessarily playful. No, like there's but a, that's, yes. like the, but, the one but part Pusha like says, it. you probably caught it, Drew. I don't know if you've ever seen the color purple, Pat. Oh yeah, but, no, no. I I always love that line. Pusha's verse says, Won't shit touchy feely. Like grudge on the floor, like Mister did to Sealy. Yes, this is that's it's from the, the color purple. That's from and the that's color a, purple. That's, that's a very aggressive reference. It like, is. Mister was not loving Miss Sealy at all. At all, he fucking no, he couldn't stand of, her, and all he did rapey. was fuck her and got her yeah. pregnant. He was literally raping her ass. So like, yeah, Pusha is kind of like is. he's Pusha's like talking to his chick. Yeah. When he's talking to her like, yo, I'm going to do that. And it's really aggressive. <laughs> it's like, yo, why the fuck are you yeah, going to do that? Aggressive. But also think about it. Think about it. Malice, this another another re- I, I, I love him. But in his verse, the way he ends it when he's like saying that I cheat, right. Maybe with, Maybe my, with heat. my heat. Yeah. Got a pearl little chrome thing that I call that sweet. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Creep with a, greet with I always her, felt like that was a late night under my pillow. My yeah, sheets. I sleep with yeah, her. I but sleep that's with it. Her. Like. That's playful. He said he sleeps with the girl, but you know, I'm sleep. I sleep with my gun. It's a gun. See, you but that's, I think that's another. <laughs> I think that's another hip hop reference, though, because that's I think so too. Referencing Tupac, me and my girlfriend, and Biggie, me and my bitch, like songs See? about their guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I the bridge it. on this is incredible. It is. Do you love me, babe? Show you. Show right. you yeah. right. Perfect. <laughs> it's so good. At least tonight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's right. Very it's fun, a fun song. song. Yep, and tonight's the night. Yeah, very fun very good song. song. A lot of fun. We're six great. songs deep on six really good songs. Yeah, yeah, great. It's great. So let's uh, let's do one. Let's do one more before we take a break. Yeah, that's can't come back from break with this. No, there's. This is the first example on this album. There's another example. <sighs> Of songs I don't understand why the fuck they're on here. Because man, they, they're they, not clip songs. They're trying no, to get their people on. They're, they, bruh, they. But these, I don't care. Bruh, I know you don't care, but this is this is what you gotta understand. This is the problem with black people, Pat. We. <laughs> this is why a lot of us don't really succeed the way we're supposed to because we we always try to bring everybody with us. You can't bring everybody with you, bro. This right. nigga family did not need to come, bro. Should stay right where no. the fuck he was. Yeah. So Nigga, you can't come. Family you holding freestyle. us back. You so holding us back, bro. Here's my problem with this. I, I don't hate when dudes bring features or even give dudes their whole song on their album when it's their homie or whatever, if you're trying to put homie on. But like, mm, like it. do it for your homies who can rap. Yes. Period. Like, family doesn't have a cool voice, doesn't have a cool fuck, presence. Nigga. Doesn't no. have a unique point of view. Doesn't no. write no. particularly well. No. Doesn't rap particularly well. No. And even no. this beat is like the the least effort one on the whole album. It is. And fucking, I don't like Pharrell in the outro. So that's the best part of the song. In Virginia, them guns go bang, bang. In Virginia, them guns go bang, bang. I don't like it. But like, given what I heard for the minute before that, that's the best part of the song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's about it. But once again, it's still not good. It's this is this did now 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 look Ab Live. I could I could understand. Okay, I can right, understand exactly. that one. This he's on the this song nigga, with clips. This nigga here. Yeah. This is the nigga that sells. <laughs> like he's up at five a.m. moving that pack. Like this nigga's about the block. He did not need to be in the studio, bro. The song is not right. good. Like you're giving this guy his own song that right. not only is his own song without you on it, but it's called his name. Right. And there isn't yeah. there isn't one bar I could pull That's out of this hot. and say this is dope. 
This nigga, no. this nigga, this nigga's corny, but at the same time, he'll shoot you in the face. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right, yo, yeah. what should we call the song? Yo, sit, yo, call the song Family Freestyle. They were like, well, I mean, what if we call you something else? No, call the Family Freestyle. I mean, okay. That's, that's, that's whack, but all right. It's like when the hot girls invite the ugly girl out just so they could look better. Yes. I almost feel like they threw this on there just to be like, by the way, look how good we can rap because we're not this guy. <laughs> or, yes. they, or they owed Family, like, Ten grand. It's also yeah. a terrible name for one individual rapper. <laughs> family. Like I family. I thought it was a group. Me when too. It, when they first came out, I thought family was like some crew, but it was one dude. Why no, is your name family? You plural oh, ass this motherfucker. One, this one's this one sucks because he's about his right. family. I don't know. So, all right. So this is the, a great point to take a break. Yeah. Yes, it sure so is. So why don't why don't we do that? And we're gonna be right back with the rest of our discussion of clips. Lord Willen on. We don't we don't have an ad uh, for this week, so I would like to make a public service announcement. Um, after last week's episode, where we unboxed the new Donda merch, and myself and Drew were very unhappy with the bullshit that Kanye put in these boxes, and we took it out on Mark. Okay, listen, we take a lot of things out on Mark, and I recognize that now. I recognize that now because after last week's incident, Mark said "fuck you" to both of us. And he, he left. We haven't seen him since. We called his mother. We checked the hospitals. He wasn't there. No one knows where Mark is. Mark is now missing because of myself and Drew not being able to control our outbursts. Mark, listen, we've learned. And now today we don't have an ad because I don't know where they are in the goddamn email. Mark, please come back. Yo, welcome back, man. It's Andrew Barrow. We're back. One third of gold dome brush you already know what it is um like i said i'm trying to keep this quick because I'm, I'm 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 really i really am trying to like figure out where a pack is i would like to go do that i really do want to do that make a quick 20k would be yeah, wonderful I would love right to do now that right i got a ba- i got yeah. a baby coming i'm stressing i feel like that's necessary i do it's the re-up so, gang the re-up gang but you know once again pat's here rick's here yeah we're yeah. talking about lord willing let's get back into it all right track eight when, when the, the last, last time, time you heard it like this, this. So, 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 drink, so, I said, drink, so, get, I, I said how Grindin is like in the party just strip. Move that ass, ass girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grindin's one of the one of the best hip hop singles ever. This is one of my Even favorites. You know you live. Yeah. yeah, this song is fucking incredible. So this good. song, not to spoil anything, but the next, this and the next two tracks after it are my three favorite songs in the album, and it's a really dope run of songs. And it starts, really? it starts with this, yeah. I love this. Okay. I love this beat. And I looked up a. F- this beat is goddamn perfection. It is. This is goddamn things perfection. Things about this beat because I was convinced, and I still am. No one has ever disproven me. I think this is sampled from a video game, from when like from Atari or Nintendo. It might. I used to think it was Dig Dug, but I played Dig Dug for hours trying to find where it was from, and it's not Dig Dug. But I have still you ever looked it convinced. up? Yeah. 
I mean, it sounds it sounds very eight. So, but what I did that, find just that one sound and so this isn't going to make sense to me, but hopefully it'll make sense to some of our listeners, and it'll make sense to you for sure, Pat. When I was searching about this beat, I read this this quote right here that makes sense to me, but I don't know what it means like music theory wise. Okay. The melodic lines run up and down the altered scale, which is a very jazz thing. So it altered scale. Right. So the the altered scale is apparently not something used often in pop music. It's, no, it's a it's very not. jazz music thing, which is why yes, this beat is. sounds so different than most hip hop huh. uh singles. Yeah, it's running up and down that scale. Right. Which not only is a cool, unique thing for the for this beat, but it also shows you a lot about Pharrell. He was yeah. coming from a from a background of not just making hip hop music. He loved well, music. You got to remember too. I mean, I'm 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 a I'm a Pharrell's one of my favorite producers. This man was he was he was a band geek, bruh. He was yeah. in marching oh, yeah. band and. Yep. All that he played the snare drums in the marching band, so he really is like a band geek. And what Rick just said, one hundred percent, that's what yep. he was doing because oh, of yeah. he because he's so musically inclined like that, right? right. Like studied it, like, and it's yes. almost almost in the way that like we talked about Timbo a lot on the Missy album, and Timbo was doing a lot of like his version of funk. Yes, this is almost mm-hmm. this is almost Pharrell's version of jazz. And it's it both is. of them taking, taking you know, a hip-hop backbone, adding a previous backbone of music to it, but also making it sound like the future. And it's really interesting that they're both from Virginia and knew each other because they both have similar, although different in execution, similar in structure of their styles, in my opinion. Well, remember, like and, you said, uh, what, what they're, they're cousins, right? Yeah. And, so and, and this, this beat, still today... 19 years later, sounds like it's produced in the future by like a robot, some shit. It does. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, this is also, I mean, this is also, again, another example of just Pharrell's perfect production. He was already on the come up here, and this man knows the formula to a perfect pop song. For sure. And he, and and he has it here. Even the structure of this song with like, um, it's insane. He kind of is just like talking at two different points, like in the beginning, yeah. right? You're now listening to mm. the real. And later on, mm-hmm. he does it again. Yep. And it's kind of like, yeah. it's almost conversational in a cool way that it makes you feel like a live performance. Kind it of. does. You know, you're not mm-hmm. listening to the sounds that are vibrating your speakers. Right. Um, Do not be alarmed. I also think this, yep. this single is a really fun example of both clips, but specifically Push's sense of humor. Like for sure. the first part of his verse about like, I can't let too many chicks in the car because it's bad for my rims. Mm-hmm. And like him saying, um, in his other verse about, you know, S&M chick asked Pusha to choke her, but I thought about how rich I am and said, no, sir. Mm-hmm. The next line in that, hold up. So not only is that funny, right? It's funny, like, I would have choked you before, but now I'm rich and I don't want to get sued, so I won't choke you. But the next line is like a really slick line that makes sense, even if you don't know this, when he says, uh, chick was crazy, gave her crazy space, what did the whip appeal or my baby face? Yeah. So he's saying, like, is it because I'm rich, the whip appeal? Because I'm cute, the baby face, right? Right. But but there's a baby face song called Whip Appeal. Yes. So, oh, wow. and so he there's like it. a yeah, there's literally like a double secret. That's very Jay Z to me. That yep. writing. Yes, that's a yeah. that's but a it, very famous famous baby right, face song right. too. Like I'm I'm, also, I'm singing it in my head right now. Yeah, it's it's more push a sense of humor too. He's like you know like she wants to be choked, but I don't know if I could do it because I don't want to get sued. And then he's also like you know. 
am I rich or you like my car or what's going on here? Right. And it's, it's very, it's very, uh, it's very playful, which is again, a fun example of them knowing when not to be too hard. Yeah. Yeah. This is just a great track, you know, up and down it, it's the club single, the lyrics even match that attitude. Yep. It's very much perfectly formulated to be what it's supposed to yep. be. Um, front to back, really well executed song, very well produced. Mm-hmm. Great. And that's going to lead us into track nine. Ego. Ego. Rick, you said, you said this was part of your favorite run. I don't like this song. Wow. I love this song. Yeah, I've always liked it. I, I like the slick the, talk on here and everything. I, love I got the, guns because like they got guns. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I get cash. They got, I got none. guns because they got guns. <laughs> I like yeah, I know. that. <laughs> so I like, first of all, I like uh, the beat just, or the song just starts with push going, yes, sir. Like, yeah. there's something slick about that. And also, there's a thing here that doesn't really happen too much on this album, but it became, whether you guys realize it or not, it became like a very huge Pharrell signature. His beats very often start with like the first four measures being like a quick, what's the best example? Milkshake is the best example I can think of where he does this. Think of the milkshake beat. It goes, and then it goes into the beat, right? Pharrell does that a lot on all of his singles. Yeah, that's just, that's just, that's just leading. It's a little like, little intro. It became Pharrell's signature to specifically do it that way. The the song he did with Robin Thicke, or not Robin Thicke, what's his name? Yeah, Robin Thicke. Ro- yeah, Robin Thicke. Same blurred that, lines. That white lines have the same thing. Boom, if you boom, think of boom, all of boom, the Pharrell boom. and Neptune's produced singles boom, of the two thousands, they all do that. And this is pretty much the right. only beat on this album that does that. Yep. Right. I don't. I don't like the beat though because if if it was that beat, not the whole time, I'd like it more. But by the end of it, I'm like, fucking stop now, see, doing this. Bomb. No, you know what this sounds like to me. This sounds like a marching band to me. It does. It sounds like a marching band. It doesn't band. sound like a marching band. That's what it sounds like to me. It doesn't sound like a marching band. Yeah, it's a, like a, a corny ass version of a corny ass marching band. Well, he was in high school really marching like band. Remember that? That's I don't like that's this. That's what he's. That's, I don't like this hook. That's I don't like this hook. I don't like. I don't like this hook either. Pat, I don't like Pat it. can never just dislike something. He has to hate it. No, I'm telling you why I don't like it, motherfucker. That's what I'm doing. And what I don't like about this, and I don't like about this hook, is like. Whatever they're trying to say in this song, all it sounds like is my automatic weapon jam. Yes. Like, but like, this song I, is about don't get too cocky because I'll fucking shoot you. I'll fucking shoot you. <laughs> right. But it might, but it might jam. It also might, like the whole time they're like, but it also, it's got a tendency to jam. Well, that's, so that's more like, playful. Maybe I won't shoot you, but like, I don't really, I don't need it. So, I, I mean, look, what, 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 I think, uh, again, Pat doesn't like songs. That are just it's, it's it's a little too hard like this. So I'm a nose. Like yeah, they, so I'm a nose. they it's really not, it's not even hard. This sounds kind of lame to me. I, I mean, it's kind of like crazy. lame, but also yeah. real. They really will shoot you. Like so here's they really okay, will but do their gun that. may also jam. Like it's yes, just, they really it really it, it might it, it, you might get lucky, but if you don't, that's your ass, my man. Yeah, that's I think just, it's just more of them. That's just how they live. Fun. That's Virginia. Like, like malice has a <laughs> Man, malice has a bar and it care about this. Hold up. It's not good. malice has a bar in his verse where he says don't move too fast i'm scared of y'all and my nerves is bad right. it's just them playing around like that almost reminds me of the line from friend or foe where he's like you twitching don't do that you make right. me nervous yeah, yeah, yeah. and then right. my favorite push verse on this whole album is probably this song for two reasons one 
Pharrell does ad libs for him the whole verse, and I yeah, wish I like they the did Pharrell that more. Ad-libs. Yes, it's good. Like when he says like uh, when he's like, now it's him who's in a bind on the account of his words, and Pharrell's just like, yeah, you know it. Like just little stuff. Like <laughs> I like that. the I like the lines here. Like, so wait, uh, I do like I do like Push's verse. Like, money is my morals. Hold other on. than that, I'm soulless. So I the like other that reason one. this is my favorite Push verse is my favorite line in this entire album by anybody is word is I'm loaded. They want a piece of that. I respond with four words: rat tat 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 in your ass. That is so hilarious, but also so succinct into the point of them just saying, "We will just shoot you. We'll just shoot you." That's I fucking love it. It's just a song, just letting you know really how gangster they really are. That's all it is. You guys ever have a friend who was like, "Wish I had a better beat." You guys ever have a friend who was like crazy? Yeah. You never really know if he's serious or joking. Yeah, yeah. That's what that I got a couple that's of what them. that song feels like. Yeah, like it's like the dude who's saying like I'm gonna shoot you, and you're like laughing with him, and he's like, Nah, but seriously, I'm gonna fucking shoot you. That's why I and mean, like, you're I, not sure. I, again, that's that, that's why I like it. I mean, I have I one of my one of my best friends now. You know, I went to high school with him. We're still friends, and then you know the friends that you all would probably never meet. Like there, I had a few homies that were like that. Like yeah, they're joking and laughing, but also I've seen them fuck somebody up. I've yeah, seen them like pull the hammer me. out right. on somebody and put it to the head. Like no, like I've seen that, but they're they're just joking about it. That's just, that's not, that's all this is. Yeah, if I ever had a friend who pulled a gun out and put it to somebody's head in front of me as a joke, I'd be like, I'm not hanging out with you. I'm about to say, yeah, you're not going right. to be his friend. You'd be like, yeah, okay, right. I don't want to I'm be making his sure friend. that motherfucker's with me everywhere I go. Yeah, I, w- I want to be his friend more than anything. No. no. <laughs> I want to I be friends with the guy who talks about killing people with his bare hands. No, why do you think Look, I collected man, some of the friends, friends I had in college? I, got, I, got, I have friends like that, too. Like, you yeah. know, I'm very close I, with my sensei. Still, when I, was, when I knew I was with homies who were down to ride like that, my yeah. mouth would never stop. Because, like, right. what are you going to do? I got a homie back here who's going to ego you in a minute. Right. That's it. That, that, that's, that's it. That's all it is. But then we go into so the next song. a lone, scrawny white guy by himself. So then we go into the next song. <laughs> it's the third part of my three favorite songs on this album. And this yeah. might be my favorite one. Comedy may- Central. Yeah, this is... I like, I like Comedy Central Comedy featuring Central's Fabulous. Good. I love this beat. The beat is incredible. It is. I really love, love everyone's verse on it, especially yes. Fab. Yep. Fab killed and it. I think Fab was Fab's a, great he's verse. a perfect feature for not only the clips in general, but this song because and the way they split it up, like one one member of the clips, then Fab, then the other. Because first yeah. of all, you know, we talked about how they kind of sounded the same to a lot of people, but also they're both so gritty and like I'll punch you in your fucking face while we're doing this drug deal, and Fab comes on with that like. Um, I'll steal your girl while we're doing this drug deal kind of swag. Uh-huh. And his voice is so much smoother, and it's just a perfect middle piece to give some contrast to what the clips are doing, and I love it. Right. I love Fab's verse. I love Malice's verse. I love Push's verse. This whole song is fucking... It's my favorite song on the album. One of mine, too. Yeah, I like this it's song. It's very good. I like that there's no hook. I like songs like that. I like that yeah, they probably too. named it afterwards when they listened back to Push's lyrics, and he said Comedy Central. Um, right. Also, aside from the rat tat tat in the last song, my second favorite line on this whole album is on this song when Push says, uh, all in three gestures, down, up, and aim. Right. That gives me a very clear visual, right? Like, to me, he's saying, put down the money, mm-hmm. put up your hands, and now I'm pointing a gun at you. Right. But he says it very simply, and you can visually see him not talking and just kind of waving and saying, down, up, aim. Yeah, and it's it's a very simple way to make a very detailed visual, and I like storytelling that can get me somewhere quick like that. 
Jay's great. At, yeah. Jay-Z's great at that. Yep. I mean, Pusha always loved Jay-Z too. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And I just, and yeah. this song is just fucking fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's good. It's good verses. It's another one where the um, production and everything takes a back seat, and they let them rapidly rap. Right. Um, and Fab. And it's a Fab good was one. so fun at that point. He was so good at the punchlines. Yeah, Fab was yes. good on this. I really like Push's verse on this. Push's rhyme scheme is wild on this track. Yeah. Um, I really like it a lot. I think Push takes this one for me. If I'm being real. Yeah, it's a. I mean, like Pusher I said, all three of them on this one, they all were going ham. Yeah, but I understand. Yeah, they all went ham on this. It was like this was like a lyrical onslaught track. Yes, it was. That's a good one. And now let's talk about the opposite of a lyrical onslaught. So I figured this would be the song let's that you said didn't fit. It. I fucking hate this. Song. So do you know why this song doesn't fit, Pat? Because it's a Jermaine Dupri song featuring the. Clip. Yeah. So, bef- what is this on here? For? Before I heard, what are you putting Jermaine Dupri on? Like, what the fuck is right. this here for? Before I heard grinding. I had heard the clips, but I had not heard the original single. I heard them on this, because this was on Jermaine's album. Of course, I'm forgetting the fucking name of it. I don't know. It was was out a year before, the instructions. Okay. It was out about a year before clips came out, and it was the first time I had heard clips. And I remember thinking I wasn't too impressed with them as rhymers, but I was excited to hear what else they had to do, because they sounded different to me. Right. But this was a Jermaine Dupri song. Yes. And I wasn't a huge fan of Jermaine (laughs) Dupri. I still can't stand them. I'm guessing they threw this on here because they had to fill out a time. It's filler. Or a number of tracks, or they just wanted That's people bad. to recognize it's it. Filler. 100% it's, it's filler. 100% it's not very good. Not good you at all. You got a big ass bell. Yeah. yeah it's stupid. Jingle, baby. Jermaine Dupri is very weird. Like, he's so weird. He's always yeah, been he so go. weird. It's See, so fucking he like has, what? He has. He has. He got classics. Go. Yeah, he's produced a lot of classics and yes. has worked. And found a lot of dope artists. Yes. And his, he has two albums, The Instructions and um, Life in, what is it, 1472 or whatever it's called? Yeah. There's a lot of good songs on both those albums, but it's the songs that don't sound like Jermaine songs. It sounds like it's the artist whose song it is featuring Jermaine. Right. This one sounds like Jermaine featuring the clip. Featuring That's exactly it, what it is. It was weak on the Jermaine album, and it's kind of even weaker here, and it makes me sad. It's so, it's yeah. just, it's just bad. Like, Jermaine Dupree. Is just one of those guys. I just I'm fine with him producing. Fine. Do not get in the fucking studio, bro. Yeah, get out of the. Booth. He's another get one like Puff. Stay out, bro. Yes. Just stay out, very much out the, the studio, bro. Yep. Get out the booth. No, Jermaine, come sit back down behind the boards, bro. Come back. Oh, hey, Jermaine. <laughs> hey, come back. Let's let's come back behind the boards. Huh? Make a beat, Jermaine. Wait, Wait, just come make on, a beat, come on. Buddy. Just make, why don't you just why don't you just get behind the boards. And like they didn't even know he stayed in the booth because he's so short, so they couldn't see him hiding right. behind the fucking. <laughs> and how I still, I'm still like, like Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree must have game because he was. I mean, he he, he was dating Janet. I still well, don't understand how. He was a very, he was a very talented. No, he was a very talented ear, just like Puff. And when Always you're that has. talented with your ear, you've got to be smart and also probably know how to work a room or work anything else yeah 100 percent. the reason guys like that became businessmen too yes even baby even baby yes you, just, you know talent and you have an ear right but what you don't have is the ability to turn that ear into your own song and right unfortunately do it ends it. up on the clips album yeah you can't you can't do it you can't do it it just it, it's not good it's still not good i still this shit is I'm bad still hate, i'm still hate i'm still hating on him that, that he's with janet i don't give a fuck like <laughs> i can't i can't i can't get through this song because i'm just I mean, like how 
How? How did and he the, get the Janet, bro? The Jacksons were crazy, Drew. That's how. Oh, my yeah, God. Didn't Michael bro. date but like a cactus or something? The sections where it's like, the sections on this track where it's like, just... It's so fucking lame. Sound like a kid's song, bro. What the fuck? It's so fucking lame. Everything about this track. I don't like this shit. I don't even like. I don't even like clips on this fucking. No, they're not good on this. Get this one out of here. It's not theirs. It's stupid. Fucking whack. Stupid song. Go to next song. Whack. Next track. Gangsta Lean. So this is a weed song. Yes. Yeah. I like um I don't I don't like the beginning and I really don't like that that thing comes back at the end. Like I don't like that beat. I don't like what it is there. I don't and it doesn't fit with the rest yeah, of the song. I don't song. like this song. I don't, I don't like hate the song it. either. I don't hate it. It's cool, but I could do without it. Ah, that's how I feel. And, yeah. And we're getting to a point where like I've talked about tonight and many times i'm a big sucker for sequencing and like yeah. if you've got songs that i'm sure they listened and knew what was the highlights and what wasn't right that's why that's how you choose singles right. that's how, you know you know right yeah you know why you are know. you clumping together the songs that maybe aren't so great like why is let's talk about it with jermaine dupree followed by this song that isn't bad but it's not as good as good. the rest of the album it's also not good i do like i do like pharrell on the hook yeah, it's not. And I like the song isn't bad. I like, the, I like the beat when Pharrell is singing, but I what I think kills the verses on this song is that they keep that weird little like string synth thing going through the verses. Yeah. As I was listening to it, I felt like if they just cut that out and let it just be drums on the verses, this song might bang. So you want to know my but Rick theory? It gets lost in the song. Like I get these theories about songs like this where I have to figure out how to explain it to myself, right? And you mentioned earlier in the album how right away you noticed they had the chemistry to know this is where the clips need to shine and this is where Pharrell yep. or the Neptunes need to shine. So yep. clearly the first nine, ten tracks of this album, we didn't have much bad to say, was that really dope back and forth and balance where they knew what to do. This feels right. like either a beat Pharrell or a beat and concept and hook Pharrell already had that he just added the clips to. Mm-hmm. Or the opposite. Clips right. had this idea, like, I want to make this song about, like, this this gangster song about weed. And Pharrell was like, all right, let me see what I could fit to it. And it doesn't feel organic to me. No. It feels like right. they were trying to fill in each other's gaps. And it comes off, like, not natural. Yeah, it comes off that way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a bad song, but it's meh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very skippable. meh. And then it leads to the last song. Yeah. Featuring Jada Styles and our boy Roscoe P. Cold Chain again. Mm-hmm. Why is Ross get Roscoe? I don't away? know. I don't know, so, bro. I remember back in the day liking this song more than I do now. Mm-hmm. And my criticism of it now isn't really the song itself and how it sounds, but Malice's verse, especially the end of it, makes me very uncomfortable. And it also it that? becomes very obvious why Malice ended up turning into who he did and like dropping all the drug talk and dropping rapping and being a preacher. The whole verse is about it's a concept that people have done before, right? Like, I realize the perils of my ways, and I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I don't want to be doing this but like, and talking but the about way the he dark says side it, of what you've done. He says, uh, um, it pains me to see them need this, all them lost souls, and I'm their Jesus. Deepest regret and sympathy to the streets. I've seen them pay for their fix when their kids couldn't eat, and with all this in mind, I still didn't quit, and that's how I know that I ain't shit. Right. That's yeah. fucking weird. 
That is a weird thing to say there. That's not opening up. That's that's saying I shouldn't do any of the things I've now told you for 11 tracks that I'm doing. Yeah, that I bragged about for 11 yeah, tracks. Yeah, it's, it's a tracks, really weird but... vibe to end the album, in my opinion. It, it is, man. Of it really pisses me off, because not only is he the last verse on the song, which makes the song end weird, that's the last verse on the whole fucking album. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. very, very, very poor decision-making, in my it's, opinion. It's, it's definitely... I'm not sure why they did that, but you could understand that was probably the beginning of him feeling like, huh, because then on Hell Hath No mm-hmm. Fury, the second right. album, right. he was really struggling and yeah. talking about and I'm it. Not, I'm not and like yeah. fighting yeah. his demons. I'm not mad at all at the honesty of it. In fact, I love not the honesty of it. I love yes, that. And I love the reality of it because I'm sure... While we have so many rappers who deal drugs or have dealt drugs, we right. don't have many who tell you they realize it's not that good a thing to do. So right, I appreciate right. where that comes from. I just think it's a very odd tone and specific yes. way to put it at the end of an album that's pretty much entirely been about being a coke dealer. Yes. It's not even about being a coke dealer. It's a fun album that I'm kind of shining right, the spotlight the on being a it's coke dealer as something like fun and good and something you should do to make money right. and that they're really good. I at look it. cool. I get bitches. Yeah, I can shoot you. I, I got people money. Look you. at my yeah. cars. I got guns. So blah it just blah blah. It's a weird um, place to go. Yeah, it's a weird energy. Yeah. Uh, so to talk about the rest of the song, I think it's a good production idea to keep the beat as minimal as you did here with the features that you have. I'm just not necessarily sure all the features showed up that well. Yes. Um. You know, Jada's fine on this. I definitely don't need Roscoe and Styles is Styles. Yeah, I never like Styles anyway. I don't really like, like I don't really bang with Styles either. Styles. Styles is Styles. Did, it is what it is. I it's did fine. write down two other things. First of all, uh, Roscoe P. Colchain says, he can go, says uh, Return of the Killer Clowns. If you guys have never seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space, please watch it. I've seen I it. I love it. I've I love it, it many times. It's but so great. It's a bad movie. It's, it's very, really bad. It's very it's bad. It's really bad, but it's very so bad. good. <laughs> but my serious note about this song is this beat. There's a couple other beats on the album um, that kind of have this feel. Um, I wish I had wrote down which other ones because I can't. Damn kind of does. Um, a little bit young boy, but this beat specifically to me, my notes are Cocaine Island. This beat to me sounds like you just got off a cruise ship and you're going to the place that the feature there is cocaine. Like the steel <laughs> drums and like the island vibe. Like you ever see Club Dread? Yeah. This, this feels like that, but cocaine. Pinalope. That's what this, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't like the steel drum on this though. I don't, I'm not saying I like or dislike it. I'm just saying it immediately sets an atmosphere to me. Like I picture them spitting right, these verses right, right, in like right. fucking Tommy Bahama shirts on the right. island. Right, right. Well, I mean, either way, this this is another album that limps to a close. Well, it does. Um, so conceptually, you're pretty flat. The only way, and then there's two remixes of grinding, and I don't want I don't want, I don't want, either want one of remixes of grinding. No. I I just want, I just want the original grinding. grinding. I don't need them. I didn't even count them. I left them off. So the no, shit. they're, they're not good. Go through it. Well, so we can leave them off though, because what we do is you know yeah, leave them off. If we know, like we left the bonus tracks on Watch the Throat. Because we've only ever known the album with the bonus tracks. I had That's Lord so Willen when it first came out, and the grinding remixes were not on there. So no, I right. feel fine leaving them. The only good thing I'll say about I'm Not You to close it out is it is um, closing the book on the original tone because the first bars in the album, like we talked about, play as we ain't the same. And it ends right. with I'm Not You. 
So it's right. literally coming full circle and saying that even though you rap and I rap and you sold drugs and I sold drugs, I'm different than you are. And it does close that loop. Even if it doesn't close it well, it does conceptually come back around. So I will give it credit for that. Sure. It definitely doesn't do it well, though. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so why don't we get into our final thoughts yeah. about Clips Lord Welling and review it on the GDR proprietary order of rust to gold. And today, we are going to start... Who did we start with last week? Do we remember? Uh, I, I might have volunteered know. to start last week. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so today we're going to start with Andrew Barrow. Um, okay, so... I mean, like I said, I didn't necessarily grow up with this album. I just remembered all the singles. Uh, listening to it, I definitely enjoy this album. I like it a lot. I do. It's fun. This is just the, la- the, last, the last three songs, four songs maybe, I'm just like, I don't, I don't need these at all. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely right. a person... Again, like Rick, like Rick said, we I, we grew up listening to albums. Like I want, I want a full cohesive piece of work. And the way this album starts off, it is that from the sound to the bars to the content, it is that everything is just this is this is this is it. This is great. And as soon as Comedy Central goes off, shit just gets weird. Like what the fuck did y'all do in the studio now? Like. Were y'all like, did you start just going to the block again? And you just going in like you're not like living in the studio now? I don't know what happened. Shit just falls off. Um, but I still I still love it. I really enjoy it. I love everything about it. But if I'm being real with myself, it's 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 a silver. It's a high silver though. I can't I can't give it I can't give it that because it really does fall flat. I mean, it falls flat on its ass, bro. It's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, after song 10, it, it really is like, what the fuck are y'all doing? What, what is this? Because even Fam Lay, he, he can get lost in the sauce through all that greatness. Yeah. He gets lost in the sauce. That shit, right. after, after Comedy Central, I don't know what this album is. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because it's silver. It's a high, it's a high silver. That's it's fair. a high silver. All right. And now I will go. Um. This, I enjoy a lot of this record. I think there's a lot of fun beats here. Great wordplay, back and forth, great verses, really good production. Songs are just really well put together, actualized the way they need to be, executed properly. And then there's also a bunch of songs on here that are not that great. Um, Over the course of the whole thing, the lyrical content is very one note, but a lot of the time the beats are so good that I give it a pass for being as one note as it can be. There's great flows. There's great delivery throughout the entire thing. You know, there are two tracks on here that are not even clip songs. And that's a weird thing to do on your album. Um, I really don't fuck with Jermaine Dupree. And that throws off the whole end of this record for me. Again, after Comedy Central, I can turn it off. I don't need anything that's left on this album. Um, But the tracks that are great are fucking great and the problem with this album is there's more filler than there needs to be or there should be especially if you've been a group for a decade and this is the first album that you're getting 
I feel like you should have had a bunch of songs. You know what I mean? You've been a fucking group for a decade. You don't. You can't give me 13 songs that are good. You got to give me some filler and two songs that aren't your own and some stuff that really isn't that good or well put together. Um, so it's very disjointed. But the songs that are good, the highlights from this thing are absolute highlights. And my highlights are the intro, Young Boy, Grindin', Cot Damn, My Don't Love Her, When the Last Time, and Comedy Central. I think that those songs isolated off this album are fantastic, but as a whole, it can't hold up the way a gold record will. Um, And for that, I have to give it a silver. Word. So, Rick, what is your final thoughts and review? I don't want to be too repetitive because a lot of the things you guys said is how I feel also about how the end of this album kind of falls off and it's a little weird and like, how couldn't you guys have figured that out? But I think of it in the context of, first of all, not that it excuses having songs that are okay, but I understand why they're there, I think, because these guys were shelved with an entire project that we've never heard. So they already had 15, 16 songs produced by the Neptunes that got put away. And they probably were being very mindful of what got them put there and not wanting to get back in that same space. So I think what happened was the end of this album was them trying to please who they thought they were going to displease before. Mm-hmm. And I, I also think that even though there is, you know, there's 13 tracks, if we, if we take out Family Freestyle and the last three being the problem, that's still nine of 13 tracks that are fucking perfect to me. They are. Like, if you, that's if the you problem skip I over Family and you just go one to ten... Those it's nine good. songs are fucking wonderful. They are. And like, yeah, it's a good record. Pat, you just gave your highlight reel. You named pretty much six songs of those nine, which means, yeah, which means 50% of this record and three quarters of those first 10 songs, you are going to take away as being long term listens for you. Absolutely. And to me. Yeah. And they have been. A lot of right. them have and been. And I can't, not only can I not think of many hip hop albums that have that many songs I will take away for a long time, because I agree with you, because I think. All nine of those first ten, not They're including perfect. family, are forever listens. They are. Not only do I not know many hip-hop songs with that many percentage-wise, like nine of 13 tracks, that's pretty much nine in a row. Yeah. And like, yeah. besides Wu-Tang Forever, I can't think of an album that's ever done that. Yeah. And, and for that, for me, those other songs aren't enough to pull it into silver, even though it's close. So this is gold for me, but it's like right on wow. the bottom end of gold, and it's because... Those nine are so heavy gold to me that nothing could fuck with them, in my opinion. They are, they are, they are definitely heavy I gold. That. I yeah. can, I can, I and can for respect me, that. It's a high silver, too. I mean, right. It's, it's a high silver. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an 89. It's an 89%, 100%. Yeah, like, for sure. If you were to, like, because the, the, the material that's good is that. That's it is, what that it is. Good. It's just that for me, there's too much right. filler. It's for that good. Because even though, even though the songs I like on here, I may like more than a lot of the songs on, let's say, Reasonable Doubt. Reasonable doubt doesn't have as much. And I also filler. think it doesn't. It doesn't have any tracks where I go like, "Well, this doesn't make any fucking except for the yeah, one." And the, but it's just this doesn't make any fucking sense the, here. But there's a a bunch of those tracks on this record. There's a lot of it. The one other thing that I wanted to say that one other thing I wanted to say that I love about this album, especially those nine songs, is I actually disagree with something you said, Pat, where you said uh, eventually a lot of the content becomes one note. I don't think so. I think the tone is one note. I think they're very right. clearly hard dudes who actually live what they're talking about, but also have a kind of a sense of humor and a cool about them. But like you have a song 
about weed. You have a song about a girl. You have a song about where you're from. You have a song about when you were right, a kid. Right, right. You have a song about the being at the club. Like I think but at I the think, end of the day, it all comes down to money and coke. Right, but right? I think they're at least looking at all of those things through different perspectives, which yeah. a lot of one note albums don't sure. do. So I do think that the the power of this album is carried by a lot of well made decisions, beat wise, lyric wise, content wise, and sequencing wise at first, and that's why to me it it lands in the low end, but in the gold category. I'll take fair. it. I think that's I think that's all very, very fair. I'll take it. And speaking of what made this album such a cohesive feeling, I think a lot of that was the production of the Neptunes, and it really seems like it was fronted by Pharrell. And that's gonna lead us into a segment on Gold Don't Rust. And today for our segment, we are going to be playing the second edition of Tim Bob Barker. Let's yes, go. sir. Gentlemen, do you remember the rules of Tim Bob Barker? I do. But you can retell them for yeah, our you listeners. can retell them for yeah for them. Yes, the rules of Tim Bob Barker is: I am going, and today because we reviewed an album produced by the Neptunes, featuring so heavily on Pharrell, we are going to try to figure oh, out shit. how many YouTube views from the official YouTube pages of the artists whose songs they Oof. are. Those songs produced by Pharrell Williams have. Oh my gosh, bro! See, I really wanted to do a, a top three of favorite Neptunes productions, but I'm glad we're not. Mm-hmm. I want people to tell us, though, their top three, because there's so many good ones. There's too Most many. Definitely. And, there's too and many. by the way, a uh, quick self-shameless shameless plug. Find me on Spotify. I won't tell you my full name, but if you know, you know. I have some dope playlists, and I have a Beats by Neptunes playlist that's fucking incredible. But let's go. Tim Bob Barker. Well, th- don't do your fucking plugs now, Rick. We're in Tim Bob Barker. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a okay, plug. It's so not really a plug. Gentlemen, today I am going to give you and the name of a song, and you are going to guess how many views the official YouTube video for those songs, the official music video on YouTube, okay. on the artist's YouTube page has. We are going to start this off, and we usually do a coin flip. I don't have my coin in front of me because I'm in Rick's kitchen today. I let okay. him go first last time, so I'll go first <laughs> this time. Yeah, you go first. That's fine. Okay, oh, that's fine be because crazy. going second this time is the advantage. So, Rick, that's you can fine go first. I'm going to get it exactly on the first so guess, Rick, so who cares? Okay, great. Mm-hmm. If you can get this specific, I will be really impressed. Rick, how many views on Pharrell Williams' official YouTube page does the song Happy? Oh, my God. I knew you were going to fucking say that song. For, fuck you, bro. 250 million. Why couldn't you say a, Why couldn't you do another song first? I knew you were going to do that song first, bro. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. First off, Happy's a great song. It is a great fucking song. I hate this fucking song. I hate it. It's great. It's just it's just everywhere. And I just I just knew you were gonna do it first. I just knew you were gonna do it first. I I had to fuck this song. But two hundred fifty million. You guys know Tim Bob Barker. I'm usually going. All right, two hundred fifty million from Rick Shrub Jr. Drew. Go ahead. What what is your guess? Rick guessed 250 million views for Pharrell Williams Happy on Pharrell Williams official YouTube page. I'ma say, I'ma say 400, bro. Yeah, I went low. 400 million. Drew, you have the first yep, I went low. Pharrell's Happy 700. currently has 861 million 896,476. I knew I went low. Views. Yeah. The thing is, you know what's crazy, Rick, is I was going to say a billion. That's how big that song is. 
I was just gonna oh, be, I was sure. gonna straight up say a billion views, and I wouldn't be surprised it's gonna get there soon. Eight hundred ninety six million, you said. Eight hundred sixty one. Eight hundred sixty one million. Forget about 861 it. He's well on his way million. to a billion. Views. I knew well I on his up, way to but I already said it. Okay, so. Drew, since you since you won the point, you can now have the option to go first or second. Um. Okay. Okay. I'll go first. That's fine. You're gonna go first. Very gentlemanly. Okay, I love the, it. That's the disadvantage. I lo- no, I love I like it. it. I love it. Yes. Staying competitive. Drew. Yeah. How many views on Busta Rhymes' official YouTube page does Busta Rhymes featuring Nicki Minaj twerk it have? Produced by Pharrell mm, Williams. Damn. How and many I, views? I do. I do fuck with that have? song a lot. Fucking Busta sounds so nuts on that song. I love that shit. I'm gonna say three million. Three million views uh, from Andrew Barrow. It's probably more though. Rick Strip Jr. It's more, and How I got, I gotta, I gotta do the, I gotta do it. The strategy. I gotta do say three million and one because I know it's more, but I don't want to go crazy. You could have went a lot higher. Yeah, it's Rick, like twenty five. Buster Rhymes featuring Nicki Minaj has sixty seven million one hundred. Six hundred and eight views. I thought I was being. I thought I was being dumb by going that high. Okay, we're good. We're all right. All right, gentlemen, we are tied up one one. Yes, sir. Let's get it. So, Rick, you now have the option. Would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, I knew he was going to say. Okay, so Drew, how many views on Robin Thicke's official (laughs) YouTube page does Blurred Lines have? Seven hundred million. Seven hundred million. Yes, from Andrew Barrow. Yes. Rick Strip Jr., what is your guess for how many views? Robin Thick, Blurred Lines, his official YouTube page. Wow. Uh, I feel like it should be more than Happy, but also Happy was in a kid's movie, so maybe not. So I'm going to say it's under, but I don't want to do one view because that's corny. So I'm going to say 500 million. Andrew Barrow yes. is up two to one. Thank you. Robin Thicke, Blurred it? Lines, has 754 <laughs> million. Great guess. 93,531 views guess. as of today. I'll take that. I like that guess. Andrew Barrow, would you like to go first or second on the I'm next I'm going to go first. Fuck it. <laughs> I Drew's love going it. first. I, I like this cockiness. I try being humble. Humble gets no respect. Humble get no respect. <laughs> nigga. Fuck this guy. Okay, this one's a little. This one's this one's a little left Ugh. from center. True. Let's go. How many views on Gloria Estefan's YouTube page? Motherfucker. Does the song <laughs> Weepa have? I don't How even, many views Gloria does Gloria Estefan? Weepa. You don't know who Gloria have? Estefan is? I don't know. No, this song. I know who that is. I okay. know who it is. Come on, check it. Body baby, do the yeah. conga. Yeah, Come that's on, check it. Body baby, get okay. it. Miami Sound. Okay. This is a newer song. Okay, okay. It's called Weepa. Okay. Produced by Pharrell Williams. I had no idea Pharrell did that first. Me off. either. That's crazy. I'm gonna go ahead and say six hundred million. Fuck it. Six hundred no. million for no. Gloria Stefan. No. It's probably way more. It's like no, it's Rick nothing. Jr. It's nothing. Damn. Oh, wait, that song is, is popular. Hold on. She's Spanish though. That song she is, is popular, bro. No, I'm gonna I'm I'm be. It's two one him, right? Two one. Yeah, Drew. it's two one me. So my guess is one view. One view. one view from Rick Strip Jr. Gentlemen, we are in a jabbing match. Gloria Stefan yeah. Weepa has. 13 million seven hundred and twenty eight thousand six hundred and sixty two views rick would you like to go first or second on the next question i'm feeling cocky i'm gonna go first 
Woo! I love this attitude today, gentlemen. I love this. Rick, how many views on Destiny's Child official YouTube page does the song Nuclear have? Motherfucker. What a... That's a Destiny Child... That's a stupid song. It is a stupid song. Okay. Uh, Produced by Pharrell Williams. Uh, 62 million. I didn't know Pharrell did that. What 62. 62 million from Rick Strip Jr. 62 Andrew million. Barrow, what is your guess for how many views Destiny's Child? It's still have? Destiny's Child. That's my thought. It is. It is Destiny's Child. I'm going to say 10 million, though, because that song really does suck. I think it's, it might be. We might be both over. Gentlemen, you are both over. Yeah. Destiny's Child Nuclear has 1,469,773 views. Yeah, the song, the song sucks. Beyonce has more pairs of shoes than that, I think. Right. Yeah, for <laughs> real. The song really does suck. It, it makes sense. I just figured because it was still Destiny's Child, but... All right, so we're still 2-2? Yeah. Two, two? Okay, yeah. So, Rick, you still have the option to go first or second. I'm going to go second this time. You're going to go second. All right, Drew, you are first up in this one, and this is okay. where you thrive. Drew, how many views on 2 Chains' official YouTube page does the official video for Feds Watching have? Oh, man, that's my shit. Oh, <laughs> no, it's man, that's my shit. Yo, I love bro. 2 Chains, by the way. Oh, oh I fucking love 2 Chains, too, man. Oh, my gosh, I love that song. Yeah, I love oh, 2 Chains. I'll be fresh as hell in the Feds Watching. That's <laughs> 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 my shit. Okay. Drew is um, like, how many times did I watch it? <laughs> I'm going to say 50 million. 50 million from Andrew Barrow. Rick, how many views? I got to say one because it's less. <sighs> Rick is up three to two, gentlemen. I two chains feds watching was 42 million. Ooh, close. Oh, 36,855 views. Rick. I was eight off. Nigga, what? Yo, ah. side note, I always Damn. wished 2 Chains had been around when Clips were still making music because 2 Chains on a Clips song would be fire. Oh, hell yeah. 2 Chains taking over Roscoe P. Cold Chains Let's- parts? <laughs> Fuck yes, bro. <laughs> Fuck yes. Give Roscoe me that P. shit. Roscoe P. 2 Chains. All right, Rick, would you like to go first or second on the next question? You are now leading 3-2 uh, in this edition. I gotta go Timbot second because I feel like it's gotta be probably almost done. Okay, okay. We're going second. Strategy, baby. Drew, how many views on Ed Sheeran's official YouTube page Ooh, does the Sheeran. song Sing have? How many songs, do, how many views does Sing have Ed, on Ed Sheeran's official YouTube page? Oh, and that, that, that's, in, that's, in, that's, in a vi- that's in a movie too, right? I don't know if it is or not. I just know that this song is produced by Pharrell, Pharrell Williams. Williams. sounds so white, whatever movie it is. Uh, Definitely a movie with like Kirsten Dunst or something. Yeah, yeah it's got Adam it Driver is, in it for it sure. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say shit. It's Ed Sheeran. Um, I'm gonna say a hundred million. It's Ed Sheeran. Every them white, them white girls love Ed Sheeran. From Andrew Barrow, Rick Strip Jr. How many views does Ed Sheeran sing have? So I gotta say either one or a hundred million in one, right? Uh, it's the whole point of taking the strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I don't know this song at all, but I also don't know white music at all. And right. I only know Ed Sheeran from like making fun of him. Right. So I don't even know if this is one of his big songs. I don't Drew, know. Either. Drew probably at least knows what this song sounds like. I have no fucking yes, I idea. I do. I do. I have no clue. So based on my limited bias, I'm gonna say one view because it's got to be less than whatever you said. 
We are tied up three to three, oh. gentlemen. Ed Sheeran Singh has two hundred and eighteen million five hundred and forty-two thousand. I knew it was up there. and forty-two views. I knew it was up there. I was gonna say two hundred million at first, but I was like, Nah, I'm be, I'm gonna say a hundred. They love Ed Sheeran, bro. They, it's, they just love that white guy. They love him. They do love him. He's Taylor Swift's friend. We are at three three. Okay, if we're gonna do one more as a tiebreaker. But we can do this one as a tiebreaker. So, gentlemen, this will, so this how about, will decide this edition of Tim Bob Barker. So, Drew. How about we do, since it's, wait, instead of going first, how about we, we both give it, it's not closest without going over. It's just closest since it's tied. Mm. Okay. And how about you both write it down so no one gets the advantages. We're tied up. So, Ooh. both of you have to write this down. Can I type it? I don't have, you can type it on your phone for sure. Okay, go ahead. All right. I don't have a pen down here. Just type it on your type phone. On your phone. I don't have my phone, nigga. Uh, <laughs> right. phone, I don't have no phone, bro. My phone. All right, broke. we're gonna go. We're gonna go on honor system. Rick, you're yeah, gonna write fine. it down. Drew, you're just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say yeah. it. Okay. I wish I had a pen down here. I don't. Okay. All right, gentlemen. How many views on Migos' official YouTube page does the song? Stir fry, motherfucking stir fry. I knew, I knew. Migos stir fry. I like Produced that song, bro. Williams. I like that shit a lot. I'm not even gonna lie to you. All right, I got an answer. I got right, one Rick's too. Rick's got an answer. So, Rick, no, I'm, Drew. No, first, I'm gonna say What mine. is your answer? Yeah, Drew, say yours. And as you're saying it, I'll show mine. Two hundred million. Two hundred million, Rick. What are you at? One seventy five. One seventy five. So this is just closest. Rick, you have won this edition oh! of Tim Bob Barker. Are we both over? Migo Stir Fry has 82 million. 82 million. 518,640 okay. views. And that's going to do it for another edition of Gold Don't Rust. Sir. We're on socials. You can check us out on there. It's Gold Don't Rust Pod. It's Twitter. It's Instagram. We have a friend. His name is 360. He has exciting music coming out. He's a wonderful hip-hop producer. He makes our theme song. He also made our logo. Gentlemen, do we have anything else to plug today? Check out Suburban Dope on YouTube. Check out Bubble Rap on eBay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Check out all the homies. Franklin Grimes. Check out his music. Check out Charles Only's music. Check out all my homies, everybody doing big things. Right. That's right. We're going to put everybody on. We're going to give family a freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's a fun question to think about just for ourselves, for our group chat later. If we had a family and our group of friends, who would it be? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and then, so I'm excited for next week because. Yeah, what's uh, next week? Next week is Cypress Hill's self-titled debut. Oh, interesting. Um, Wow. I'm excited for three reasons. One, I love albums that I'm pretty sure you guys aren't too familiar with, right. which you're probably not, because this is before Insane the Membrane, so this is before they were real big. Mm. Two, it's an album I that was like, you know, I listen to hip-hop a lot at this point in my life. This really got me. Um, plus, this is the 30th anniversary. This, is, this will be the oldest album we've discussed, I think, right? No, no, no. Paul's Boutique was 89. Oh, okay. All right. Word. You're right. You're right. But this is but close. Still, it's, yeah, it's, it's an older album, and it's a significant anniversary, and it'll be fun to check out something different than what we've done so far. So. Yeah, because I do not know this album at all. No, I only know the single. But, I mean, we've had a couple That's episodes where I guess we're getting so hype 
because we're talking about Coke so much, but join us <laughs> next week while we're relaxing in the couch because we're super duper fucking high. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't wait to talk about how lame Be Real is now. <laughs> <laughs> but join us to hear about how cool Be Real used to be. Yes. Next week on... Don't, don't rest. Rest.